All right, Pittsburgh, this is the Death Star here, and you are listening to MMA Fancast. Tune in. Oh, baby, what time is it? You're listening to MMA Fancast. Here are your hosts, Jim Mooney and Luke Payson. Welcome to the show. Today, I'm joined by Sydney Ross, or Sid Ross. Sid, welcome. Thanks. Thanks for having me. So nice having you back on the show. I had you on the show just before uh, the March fight card that got canceled by 247 because of the pandemic. Um, You were talking back then about getting into physical training and being a certified uh, strength and conditioning coach. Uh, What has it been like for you starting in March when the pandemic hit? Um, Just what everyone else has been doing, just trying to stay busy, just trying to keep um, training, whichever, however we could. And, um, just keeping on the lookout for a regional MMA to open back up to get back in. Just using the time to just get better. Absolutely. Make, makes perfect sense. You're from Gorilla House Gym, and you guys have a bunch of fighters uh, training and fighting out at Gorilla House. I've had several of them on. Did you go to South Carolina with them when a couple of them fought down there in South Carolina recently? Or um, is that not something you traveled to? Uh, I didn't go. Um, I would have. Uh, I just had to work. <laughs> <laughs> well, that makes that makes perfect sense. Um, and it's it's good that you have work because your work is at the Gorilla House Gym, right? That's your main job. Yes, um, I work there at, as a personal trainer, um, and then I work some of the desk work, and I have a few classes that I teach there. Great. Well, and it it will be just under a year since you last fought officially because you had a fight in December and then of course the March one got canceled um so if you were to look at yourself a year ago where do you think you've improved or how do you think you as a fighter has uh developed because you're still young and you have a ton of fights for a young um amateur you have seven fights and you're going to be fighting a lady who has eight fights so this is a well experienced fight you've got coming up uh not one area really did it get better. I really just, um, we, we train everything and I really feel like I, um, hit leaps and bounds, uh, everywhere as far as, um, training just, I felt like my wrestling has gotten so much better. It was nice to not focus on weight cutting or, um, like scheduling fights and just going in there. Uh, and also, I mean, our gym was shut down. So literally it was just every day we would wake up like talk about what time we were going to get together and we would just train like everyone just got to eat like diets just got a little unclean at a for a little bit there for most people I'm sure but it was like no one was starved no one was depleted we were just going in there no one had we could work out whatever we want it was almost like living like UFC fighters just wake up and train all day like that's what we did and it really helped yeah we really all got a lot better and more well-rounded everywhere. That sounds a lot like what Ethan Goss and Caden Cassidy said, that they they felt like while the restrictions and the shutdown was annoying, it gave kind of like a special community in your gym of just the fighters getting together without some of the pressure that otherwise happened. So definitely great that you guys put it to great use and actually got better during it. Uh, We've seen fighters at the highest level, some of them got better during it, some of them got worse. Uh, you've been, you've had fights in, in many different places, including Virginia and elsewhere. 
what has been your favorite rule set so far? Because this will be an advanced amateur fight, right? With you and Kelsey. Yes. Yes. And you fought in you fought in Virginia where they don't really have amateur rules. So um, most of them are, are just pro rules. So what what's your favorite rule set? Um, particularly when you look forward to a fight that has advanced amateur rules in Pennsylvania. Oh, I definitely like the Virginia rule set the best with the, um, you know, it most similarly replicates pro. I wouldn't suggest, um, I think it's as an advanced amateur and someone who already had a few fights, I think it was fine for me, but I don't necessarily agree with that rule set for people who are um, beginners. I like how Pennsylvania um, kind of protects the first three fight fighters because, um, you know, just less uh injuries and less bad um bad reputation for the sport um if people are out there getting their skulls smashed mm -hmm. in with a knee it doesn't it doesn't really good look good for anyone so i think it's nice that people are um taking those efforts to pennsylvania makes those efforts to keep everyone safe and taken care of in the sport so that they can have long careers and stay in the sport that's going to deter someone if they catch an elbow to the face their very first fight um but i did i liked um i liked the pro i liked the pro rules and i plan on going pro so it was nice to um kind of just practice that and have it go on miami record still and you know practice throwing head kicks I took a head kick I got elbowed in the eye and had my eye kind of bruised and just a little baby cut open and it was just stuff like you just no one's gonna throw an elbow at you in sparring and you know no one's gonna head kick you and in, in sparring and you don't have to just coming back from that because those are things that kind of intimidate you you watch it and you're like I don't really know if I could take a head kick and keep coming, but then you realize that you can. And just, um, it's not something I would want to do as a pro. I want to have my experience already. And then I don't want to have to be, I want to, I don't know how to word this correctly. I want to have learned as much as I could have going in versus mm. obviously always trying to learn, always trying to get better. But if I could get as good as I can before I go there and know as much as I can about fighting before then, I think it's better off. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You have a very uh, intelligent approach to MMA. I think that comes from the fact that your, your parents run a gym and you're, you've been around it for a long time and you're very studious with training, which is good. And everything you said about the rule sets makes sense. I, I think sometimes people go to fights and there are times, particularly in the novice amateur rules, where fights stall a little bit because it gets into a little bit more of a wrestling, grappling, because there's not a lot you can do. But people are also able to work through positions that otherwise would become really dangerous very quickly with no real experience. So I think Pennsylvania does it, does it right. I'm sure you've gotten this question because you've stated um, your plans to go pro. Um, is that is that a certain number of fights away or a certain distance of time away? Um, do you have kind of a, a mindset? Obviously, 2020 has been completely different than anybody expected. Um, wh what are your pro plans for the future? I'm just kind of letting stuff work out how it's supposed to. I did have a pro debut set up for December 12th. And, um, you know, just the way everything kind of worked out, decided that this card was going to be better for me. And um, 
Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily need to go pro right after this one. I don't need, uh, I just, whenever it works out, whenever the opportunity comes, I'm just going to let stuff fall into place. I've had offers. Um, I've gotten messages from Bellator. Uh, I've seen to come debut for them. Um, wow. for, for an opponent, not just reaching out for me specifically, sure. just saying, would you fight this person? Because sure. we're going to be in Pennsylvania anyways. And, uh, um, It'll just, it'll just depend. It hurts to, you know, tell that promotion no, but, um, you know, you just got to let stuff work out the way it's supposed to work out. Um, and the reason I hadn't taken that is because I was actually going to be a backup for, mm. um, the opponent they were flying in, not really. And then, you know, um, it would be next weekend. So kind of short, it hurts to say no to a promotion like that, but you just kind of got to, I think if you put your eye on this prize, you don't really pay attention to the journey so much. And that's where people fail. Um, Cause they have their long-term goals, but they don't have short-term goals in between to pay attention to. I try mm -hmm. to more focus on what's next, what's next, what's next, not, this is what I want to do here in five years. It's five years is forever ago from now. And who knows? I might get into a vicious car accident and never be able to fight again. And I might be over in another country doing whatever, like who knows what you're going to be doing with your life. So as of right now, my next goal is to fight this fight, obviously try to win this fight. And then, you know, look at the opportunity that's next. Absolutely. I do want to go pro eventually, but, um, I don't, I don't really have, I mean, I'm only 20, so I feel like I have plenty of time to, um, I just think I have the perfect situation, honestly, very blessed to be doing it, have done it the way I did, um, and to be able to allow it, because I know there's a lot of other people who are older, or just don't necessarily have as many fights, and they're trying to kind of hustle to mm -hmm. get stuff in, I don't really have to rush this, I can just enjoy this process, and enjoy where I am right now. And what, what a mature attitude to have. What's something you expect for yourself, from yourself, when you said short-term in this fight coming up? How do you expect yourself to react um, and fight? Not so much the specifics, because obviously we'll see what happens November 28th, but what do you kind of expect out of yourself walking into a cage for what will be your eighth um, official amateur MMA fight? Um, this weight cut is half a weight class lower than I usually do. I usually fight at 125. This one's going to be a catch weight at 120. Um, I'm not so nervous about making the weight. I have made 120 before. I just want to have a good clean cut and recover from it and, you know, see if maybe 115 is an opportunity depending on how easy the cut is. So I want to have a good cut. Um, as far as just preparation in the ring, uh, I've had tr issues before where I didn't warm up hard enough. Mm. And then I wasn't, I went into the fight kind of like, and wasted a, a round, half a round on, you know, just being like, oh, Hey, I'm going to fight right now. Like, okay, cool. <laughs> like I'm getting hit in the face. I don't really, I get nervous. I don't want to say I don't get nervous, but sometimes I just don't really like get that. Oh, like go, 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 like yeah. the adrenaline, just like, come on. Like I have to wake myself up, which is very different from some of my teammates that they have to kind of like, they're in the back there, like kind of zen in them out, like, you're fine. Just breathe. No, I'm in the opposite. Like they're having to like slap me in the face, like, like wake up, like you're about to do this, like, come on. Cause I kind of like, I don't know. I just, I just kind of like chill and shut down, I guess, under pressure.
And so I want to be awake, ready to go, mm. warmed up in there, like just starting out strong. And then I just want to make good reads sometimes in my scrambles and stuff. I'm really scrambly, but sometimes it's just like go for submissions that I don't really have, giving up bad, um, making bad reads. Just I think that's just my IQ. Like, um, I just think the more times you get in the cage, the more reps you get, the smarter decisions you'll make in the I just want to like show off that I've um, gotten better at understanding how to win a fight and not necessarily just going in there and just throwing hands, like being meticulous and well thought out about how you're going to go about trying to win. Absolutely. Well, talking about reads and figuring out your angles and coming up with the better attack, what, what is a, um, a specific situation in a past fight where um, you you recognize you went for a submission that didn't work, um, and how has that taught you now? Because you said specifically submission. So, what was there a submission you used to chase that would give yourself a bad position? I'm talking in the history, so it's not something that you're doing currently, of course. Um. The thing that stuck out to me whenever I had mentioned that was in my Kauai fight. It was my first fight in Virginia. Um, Kauai was my opponent's name. It was the Cowboy um, CFS three, I believe. It was in 2019. Of it was like early late summer. It was like September or August, I believe. Um, Kauai Wallace was a girl I fought though. I believe it was round one. I had her against the cage and instead of just laying into her, I tried to do like a, a spin around arm bar and I put myself against the cage and I think she was able to get up and maybe I think she might've had some time on top, but, um, and then again, I had her in a triangle and I tried to switch off to an arm bar because I felt like I wasn't about to finish it. And we only had 10 seconds left in the final round and I ended up letting her, get out and I finished the final round on my back, get my face punched in. And I feel like those two mistakes cost me the fight because I took her down maybe three, four times during the fight and our hands were pretty even. So I think it was those close grappling exchanges that maybe it was a very, very, very close split decision that I ended up losing. And um, it's just not a very good feeling when you absolutely know, like, those two tiny little things would have, you would have won. Yeah, that's got to be a level of disappointment and frustration, given the fact that it's not like you lost badly or really even lost at all because you were doing such a good job. But that's also something that I think fans don't see of fighters. We watch a fight and sometimes start going like, why'd you do that? Or, or how stupid are you? But you're in a fight and you've got to trust your reactions you got to learn from them. You also brought up something that I think affects scoring more than it should. And that is those last 15 seconds, you know, that so, so many judges put extra emphasis on um, that those last 15 or 20 seconds. And so you're talking about two rounds that you were doing good work in, but then the way they ended up at the very end wasn't the best. And that probably cost you the round. I actually had several years ago, I was talking to a, to a, uh, a judge in Pennsylvania just about hey what do you look for and you know I'm just because I commentate and stuff I wanted to get an idea and he actually told me that if a fight is pretty even during the round he just looks at the last 15 20 seconds I remember thinking oh 
Oh my goodness. Now that's not everybody, but it does give you um, sort of to be, to be wise in what you do in there. And th that's a great example. It's also nice that it's not like you got caught in the submission. It's just that you gave up position a little bit. So those are two really good examples that you shared, which is great. Um, we've had, I, I, I've had Ethan Goss on uh, the show recently and uh, obviously Caden Cassidy. What's it, what's it been like? Caden had a spectacular senior year last year going 38-0 um, at States and wrestling and winning the double-A state champion. And he said he was training with you guys during that, particularly right after. What's it been like having Caden? Because I assume you guys grapple together. You're similar um, build and all that. So what's it been like having him there and watching him develop for his debut fight? Yeah, um, obviously his wrestling's always been solid. It's really, really great to get to um, you know, train with him because he's so explosive. It's just another level going with someone who is that high level of a wrestler. It's just like, it's hard to explain. It's just different, like rolling with someone and like that. And it just kind of gives you a um, idea of like, oh, hey, like just striving to, I just try to strive to mimic his wrestling a little bit, um, particularly. But I mean, yeah, Darren is Caden's dad and Darren was a really, really good kickboxer. So everyone's thinking like, oh, Caden's hands. Yeah. Caden's boxing and striking is not bad at all. Like he's, he knows what he's doing. It's not like two months ago, he decided to take a fight and decided to learn some hands. Like he's been dabbling in it a little bit for a while. So I don't think he's necessarily got any holes anywhere. Um, besides just you're a debut fighter, just get some, get some dirt on you, get some time in the sport. Um, but, um, yeah, for I think for a debut fighter, he's really well-rounded and just solid. Like, he's really going to do great things um, with it. And anything, like, he's not not bad anywhere. There's no – it's not it's not like he's a wrestler and mm -hmm. he's just going to depend on that to carry him through. Like, I think a lot of people think, like, he's, he's well-rounded and he's training to be an MMA fighter, not a wrestler who thinks he can fight MMA just because he wrestled really good. Like, no, he puts a lot of time and attention into everything. Like he's not, I think people are going to be surprised and they're going to be really impressed and blown away whenever he um, finally goes out there and does what we all know that he is capable of doing. Well, those are some great praises for him. And I also think it goes back to the Grill House Gym, your family, you being really a great place to train for people, you know, bringing in, different looks, people with different backgrounds. And you yourself, he and Ethan and others are all very complimentary of what you do in training because obviously they're with you all the time and they see your high level of experience. And several of them were talking about what they assume will be a great uh, pro career for you going forward. And it's been great having you break down th that idea of when you'll go pro and kind of letting your career go where it needs to go and even turning down maybe bigger fights depending on if it makes sense for you um, in the moment. So you, you've shown a lot of uh, maturity in, in your decisions and it'll be great for me to finally get you to, uh, to be able to watch you fight live again. I, you, you fought once for 247 before and then, um, uh, you know, the March card got canceled. So it'll be nice to see you back in action. Um, do you have a prediction you want to close out on or talk about or um, any kind of last thoughts going into this fight? 
Um, I've said it on social media, and Kelsey said it as well. Fight of the night. Like, this is – she's a really good kickboxer. Um, I've, I'm, I'm well-rounded everywhere. I believe that I'm um, good everywhere. So, whatever happens in that fight, obviously, we both want to win. That's the goal. But I think we're going to put on a really good high-level fight that um, is really going to show for both of us – anyone watching who's anybody is going to be able to tell and see that um, we both are really talented and have futures in the sport and, you know, just put on a really good high level um, fight for the regional scene in Monroeville down there. Absolutely. Well, tickets are available. So for people that need tickets, go to 247 Fighting. Uh, dot com. Sid, thanks so much for coming on the show. Can't wait to see you in action in November. Thank you.